from Viagra 2? Vagra. Vagra. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, Viagra 2. It's a really hard planet. Oh. <laughs> you got a haircut. I didn't. <laughs> I, did, I feel like I, I, was I did like, get a beard trim. I, oh. did, I, did, a, I did a beard trim. Yeah, the beard Which trim. deceptively makes yeah. my, the rest of my head look better. Yeah, no, really. It does look like you got a full-on haircut. It's weird. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. I feel like that was like really subtle shade. Because you <laughs> let him get into his joke. And then... Like, <laughs> oh, you got a haircut. <laughs> no, I just... I just say things. We just also ignore when too. Jake says things sometimes. Because um, they're usually stupid. Okay, fair. That's a good tip. Star to steer her by Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and today I'm joined by Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we have a special guest this week. Hi. This is D, and D is joining us for uh, this episode, which is episode sixty-seven. Woo! Woo. That doesn't sound right. It is. Is it right? Yeah. Wow. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. Last week was episode sixty-six. We killed all the Jedi. Is that a thing? I don't get it. Order 66 is, uh, yeah. Section Wrong. 31. What, what about order 69? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't want to think about Palpatine involved in any kind of sexual act. Oh, no. That's not what she said last night. <laughs> <laughs> Although in the now abandoned EU, he did have two children. Ooh. Who were both triclopses there's, somehow. There's clones. Anyway. Guys, wait. I prepared for the wrong podcast. I thought this was about Star Trek. <laughs> It's sort of a little, it's, it's, a, it's a, little a melange. From a, a little from column B through X. We might so talk, about talk about Tom about, Hanks for a while. Let's talk about Frasier again. <laughs> oh, baby, I hear the blues. I call it toss a little scramble day. <laughs> okay. So today we're here to talk about not Star Wars nor Frasier, but in fact, the episodes Skin of Evil and We'll Always Have Paris. In Skin of Evil, Troy is on a starship, a little shuttle craft and it crashes onto a planet because reasons the enterprise crew beams down to get hold of them because the the life signs of the people on the shuttle i think it's just two of them at that at the point at the point when they Her and unconscious pilot yeah they're yeah, the only people on board bad. the shuttle and their life signs are really weak they can't really tell why they can't get a good a good signal so there's an away team they beam down it's headed by Tasha Yar and Data and Riker, Riker. Riker. and is that it? Crusher yeah oh Crusher. yeah Crusher right because they were, were... does it count? because she was just there to like medic I guess it counts anyway She's so she... uh, yeah, yeah you're true. part of the away team part of the away team no matter all right, all right. how good or bad at your job you are alright so none of them <laughs> none of them are on the away <coughs> so anyway they beam down and a really badly rendered CG yeah. Oil slick starts to cross in their path, and they're like, "Oh no, our path is blocked by a slick," like usually happens. <laughs> I was very confused by that. I mean, I get it, but uh, anyway, they're like, "What is it? It's not alive. It doesn't have a circulatory system. What the hell is it? I don't know." And then it starts talking to them in a really cheesy voice, and it fucking kills Tasha Yar. Yep. And guys, she's not she's not just playing dead. We have like a seven minute resuscitation scene. She is really dead. That's sad. 
I, I don't usually take that long trying to, trying to resuscitate someone. No. Usually it's, it's sorry. He's, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> we didn't do the, any of these techniques in my day. Well, Tashiya was important. She wasn't that's, wearing a red shirt. That's true. You know, so. But they swapped red and yellow shirts for that's TNG, fair. so. Fair. She's equivalent to a red shirt. Fair enough. But she was a named character mm. who had been in more than one episode. It's a little. Anyway, she's dead. Um, and. <laughs> I love Picard. You gotta put your feelings aside. We gotta get this done. So, back on Planet Viagra 2. <laughs> Viagra 2. The oil slick is on top of the shuttle and talking to Troy and, like, trying to taunt her. And she's being like, too bad your friends left you behind, bitch. And he's like, shut up, bitch. And uh, <laughs> he, really, he really wasn't great with those comebacks. Was no, he? he was. It was really bad. He was very Melvar-esque. <laughs> And so she's like, I'm really sorry you're hurting. And he's like, whatever, you don't know me. And he goes back to his room and cries. What are you, a counselor or something? Yeah, what are you, some kind of counselor? He tries to swallow up Riker. Well, he does swallow up Riker. And we watch Troy, like, having orgasmic convulsions while he's, like, being tortured because they're mind-connected or some shit. It was really weird. I felt really uncomfortable watching it. And then she's like, let him go, and he does, and they trick the thing and beam everybody up because it turns out that when he's on the shuttle, whatever was blocking the life signals was uh, lowered because Troy was distracting him by making him face his rage head-on. So while rage was being faced head-on, they beamed everybody up, and the day was saved. Ah! had ten minutes of Tasha Yar saying goodbyes to everybody, including a goodbye to Wesley, which was really specific about how he was young, and made me say, does she, like, re-record this every week, or what? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I mean, she clearly recorded this before the events of The Naked Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like data goodbye would have been a little different. You have the heart of a child, but the drive of a porn star. <laughs> and you are... Versed in many techniques. Mm -hmm. And then there was We'll Always Have Paris, which is 50% Jean-Luc Picard has a boner, and 50% Oh, fuck, I broke time. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, my boner? With my boner, yeah. I was actually just thinking that, so thank you, Jake. That's basically the plot of the Back to the Future Part 3. Mm. Mm, it's true. Mm. So I'm remembering that boner now, so yeah, there it is. Is there a boner in... Back to the Future 3? Who had a boner? I mean, Doc's, Doc's hat <laughs> oh, oh, okay. is pretty weird. Where his gadgets going off awkwardly? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And we'll always have Paris, Jean-Luc Picard. Well, so the Enterprise crew are on their way for some shore leave, which is never a good sign. <laughs> and Picard is doing some fencing, and there's some kind of weird, like, time thing where they loop back and relive two seconds exactly the way it happened the first time. What the shit was that? Well, it turns out it wasn't just a weird thing that happened. It was uh, part of an experiment by the Mannheim. What's Mr. Mannheim's name? Paul. Paul Mannheim. And not just the Enterprise crew, but uh, the entire like galaxy. It's like kind of radiating outward and causing everybody to have this hiccup. Time hiccup. And also... They wouldn't call it a hiccup. Yeah, was he like trying to say it was more like a fart? Like, I was really... I mean, he practices sneezing once. Was it like that? Was it like sneezing? Is this how a Klingon sneezes? <laughs> Data sneeze. is the master of bodily functions, is what I've learned from this episode. <laughs> Speaking of masters of bodily functions, did anybody oh, no. else catch that guy that was... Jerking off that instrument in the Paris. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Daddy, I would like to take up an instrument. I do not want to join you in your cobblering business. Cobblering? Your son, you will be a cobbler whether I tell you to or not. But Papa, I want to play the boner pipes. I have been practicing for this all of my life. <laughs> or at least since puberty. Definitely went to oh. Italian there first. It did get a little Italian. <laughs> I like the spicy meat of all. My, my notes, I dubbed it the master beta phone. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, speaking of boners, turns out Dr. Mannheim's wife is Janice Mann- Janice? Janice? Janice. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was like Denise. Yeah, Janice. Janice. Janice was an old flame of Picard's who he abandoned to join the service because he was a pussy instead of just saying, I don't know if it'll work out between us and leaving. <laughs> and, uh, what? He didn't, he was already the captain of the Stargazer. Well, he was, like, on his way out. <laughs> oh, wait, Jake's sorry. nerd voice just kind that of was your, that was there. your, that was your, like, oh, nerdy interruption. <laughs> I have a quibble. <laughs> 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 uh, He's referring to his glasses. <laughs> oh my. Radio, it works. Boing. So, Janice. I don't know what the fuck I was. We're talking about Janice. Oh yeah, so she's like kind of coming on to Picard and he's like, but your husband is dying from some space fuckery. Time, space time fuckery. Time fuckery that he did. And, you know, I'm honestly not clear on how they fixed it. Data figured out some stuff and Dr. Data Mannheim to death. told, told him how to get into his lab and he injected some antimatter and then there were three of them and yeah, it was really dream. neat. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. And, uh, Yes. Just like we would need six, we need three each. Tasha died at the worst possible time. She missed triple data. Man, maybe that's what heaven is. <laughs> Unlimited data. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, like Ames said, the data fucked the thing to death, and everything was fixed. And Paul Mannheim is magically cured, and um, will continue neglecting his wife. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait to get back to the lab and start... <laughs> Hold on, let me put you in the chamber that you have to be in while I do my experiments. No, it's to protect you from them. There's They're... a vacuum in there. You might as well make use oh, of your time. No. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to that when we get to it. I left some way. socks with holes in them and a darning needle. I mean, this is the episode huh. that doesn't just... Stitch in time. A stitch Saves in time. We got this... Uh... But that was probably... That's pretty bad. That, that, yeah, but I mean, that is the episode that didn't just fail the Bechdel test. It like took a shit on it and lit it on fire. So we'll always, we'll always have Paris. Yeah, but we'll get to that when we get to we will always have Paris. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, but the Troy and Crusher. Oh right, they're only talking only about, about the card. Yeah. yeah. Skin of evil. Holy cow. This is the story of Tasha Yar. Grew up in a dump. But look to the stars. She got a job on a ship and touched Data's dick. In the end, she got killed by an oil slick. (laughs) Wow. That's that's really good. So I I was interested in coming to talk about these, these episodes in particular because I always, when I was a kid, I really liked Tasha Yar. And I was like, oh, that's the episode where she dies, so there has to be some good Tasha Yar stuff. And like, She dies super early, Yeah, though. what? Like, <clears throat> so strange that she doesn't feature in the episode in which she dies. No, Except they do make all. a big deal about how she's, like, the favored to win the wrestling competition or the whatever. Martial, martial arts. arts. Not any specific kind, just... Either. 
either. Like you would think, like they would have made it the Natasha Yar Memorial yeah. Martial Arts, or at least, or, or canceled it, or I know everyone put their money, like they bet on Tasha. Like where's that money? You know that go, other guy that was competing was like, yes, yeah, automatic round I'm a two. I'm shooing now. Yeah. <laughs> he got to buy, and until until Data entered in her memory, and it was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> but but I, that scene was actually like. Cute. So, okay, I was very careful to list everything I liked about this episode because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> that, the, everything, with the Worf's whole arc, I thought was very nice. I liked it too. Yeah. His, like, little it. interaction with Tasha, which is actually totally sweet. And I've been watching a bunch of the uh, season one episodes to sort of, like, recontextualize for this. And I actually, like, like their interactions because it's a case where two main characters kind of have a relationship that's different from everybody else because, like, yeah. he works for her. So they always have these little asides where she's like, Worf, did you do that? And he'll be like, yeah, and here's, like, some information about it. And they're like, oh. And then, like, they turn out to everybody else. So that was, like, a nice little scene. And then, like, his little arc of, like, oh, I have to step up yeah. now that Tasha's gone. Yeah, and he totally wants nice. to go to a battle. He's like, oh, I want to go battle with the oils. Like, but I can't because I have to be professional and do my job. responsibilities now. Man. That doesn't stop battle. him ever again in the future. <laughs> well, for, in, for Tasha's sake, he's being normal. Yeah, right no, okay. Yeah, yeah. He learned a lesson from Tasha. She, you know, but it's it's always a journey. It's true. <laughs> yeah, ha- had the early half of the season spent more time on things like that and less time on awkwardly shoehorning what shoehorn Jesus shoehorning <laughs> oh my Wesley God. into the plot. Dirtier now. That's the thing I've noticed too lately. Is I feel like either. I've got Stockholm Syndrome, where the writers have gotten better at using Wesley effectively, because mm. he bothers me way less He lately. had so little to do uh, with Yeah, I was going to say, uh, let, me, let me just stop you right there. It's because he was barely in either of these they're, episodes. They're, but no, I'm not, not just this week. I'm limiting the screen time. I, I was just thinking the last few weeks it occurred to me, like, I really haven't... When he has shown up, I haven't been like, oh my god, him again. But well, don't worry, Skin of Evil is also his last appearance in this season, so oh, there's really? three Ooh. episodes without him to go. Wow. But no, I mean, like overall, that's things. I feel like they're starting to get their shit together. Yeah, um, yeah, I which agree is with good. That. I'd also say to shift things to another thing that I mostly liked. There probably were moments where I didn't, but I think this was a good use of Troy. I agree. Yeah, yeah. 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 When she's oh, yeah. Em- she's empathing really hard, she's counseloring real hard, which is yeah. a fucking job, and she's doing it for a change. Yeah, yep. I think it, this is a case where, and this is gets at one of the bad things about the episode. Like Armus makes so little sense that it's like very believable that you actually need an empath. Because yeah. like I was just like, what is this? weirdo's deal. Yeah, because like, he's not okay, going to tell you. Good. Yeah, exactly. Like, good, like, Troy is here to actually figure stuff out that you couldn't figure. Like, it's not like, she, she's here oh, to... Oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> I think he's lying. Yeah, I think he might be bad. Everything's really... This is super yeah. awkward. But, like, she can actually understand him in a unique... Like, her superpower is actually useful for once because she's not just saying, I think he's angry, Captain. Yeah. And somebody's like, <laughs> There's some tension on the ship, Captain, Someone hurtled towards certain death. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the bridge is on fire. I'm sensing worry. No shit! Like, like this time she was actually getting to to things that were hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she felt like those scenes with him, with Armis, felt powerful. Like, it felt like, oh, she's actually really having an impact on the situation. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. they did have to, like, specifically tell us, whenever the, the creature is with Troy, it lets its guard down. Yeah. Like, thank you, Worf. You've, you've mm, done your job. So you've learned what your job is, and you've done it. Well done. This goes back to one of the bigger problems I have with Troy, is that her powers and abilities are so inconsistent. Mm. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I feel deceit, or, you know, he's not 
being completely honest, and other times it's just straight up mind reading. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in this episode I mean, and in the next creature. episode. He's I think. a weird kind of creature, so this guy, I don't know what's on his mind, so. Yeah. Where is his mind? Mm. So, yeah. And, so, if we want to talk about things that are bad, like, what is Armas's deal? Like, I think. He's that, a skin of evil. He's a skin of evil. So they couldn't decide, like, I, I feel like they couldn't decide if. On the one hand, he was... My memory of it was that he was supposed to be, like, the embodiment of all evil. Like, he's so deeply evil. And even Data is like, I think you should be destroyed. And you're like, oh, wow, Data. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. Did, did you hear that voice, though? That was evil. Right. But then, but then <laughs> they, at the same time, he has the most childlike Freudian issues. Mm. It's like, I was abandoned by my mommy, and I'm very lonely, and so I hurt people. I act out and hurt people to try to get attention. But it's I'm literally liter- his motivation. But I'm literally made of evil. So this yeah. is the only thing I know. Yeah. So which is a just... weird thing. The weird, like, Armis's origin story is all the people of this planet found a way to remove the evil from themselves. It's using those, um, those... That tape that you put on your feet before you sleep. <laughs> my, I have some they of those because my mother that got out, them. And that's, weird. that's what Armis is. He's just... He's just, he's the, just the squeezing. The squeezings from people's toxins. So that, but that is, I mean, that was his origin, right? Because I thought maybe yes. I was misunderstanding. Yeah. But, yeah. But okay. it was that in some way that's not explained at all, like, these people cast all of the evil out of them, and that's what he is. It sounded very, like, Greek mythology to me. Was, they well, took all the evil say, out, and then it became a form. I was going to say that he's probably, his progenitors were the Metrons, from the original oh, series. Oh, interesting. Which ones were the Metrons again? The Gorn fight. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, the like, they're like another one of these sort of godlike beings. Yeah, they're kind of god. I mean, they're badass, sort of. but And they dress Greek, kind of. Okay. And they glow. And they glow. And they're, and they're, and they're like, and they're you played people by are men, evils. But voiced by women or vice versa, probably. Way probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my uh, fan theory, is that they're the... Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The that... Metrons just dumped them there. The, the joke's on whoever it is, though, if it wasn't the Metrons, because as we learned from uh, The Enemy Within, you need your evil, mm. or your good part just dies. It's true. I mean, in theory, so should the evil part have done, but... Well, but Armas is so pathetic. Like, he's yeah. just such a, he's such a, like, he, he feels like he has a toddler mentality. <laughs> he kind of yeah. does. Definitely. He's well, like Trelane in that way. Yeah. He, he feels like when uh, Borat doesn't understand how jokes work, you know, <laughs> where he's like, want me to tell you? I'm not going to tell you. And it's just like, that's not, what are you doing? Like, he just seemed really, it was, yeah, so pathetic it, is a good way. And we, so we, we have to, so I'm going somewhere about Armas with this, but like, we should probably acknowledge like the death of Yar is like the weirdest, stupidest way to kill a character. <laughs> oh, no, Gene Roddenberry gonna... specifically wanted it to be like, Quick and not a big deal because it's her job. It's it's yeah. she lives or she she works a job that has a high mortality rate. Well, Someone was going to die. I, I also I want to defend that that choice as well just a little bit because I think as a main character in a TV show you in the you know every now and again in a TV show you have a character die a main character a named character and it's it's usually typically a drawn out yeah, affair big fucking and, deal you know and usually it would be at the end of an episode not the beginning and usually save for a season finale yeah exactly and i think that in doing it this way they're the writers for better or worse really set the expectation that oh shit 
shit's about to go down. They just redshirted a main character on the show. And well, I think if it had been a better episode, <laughs> yeah. it, it might have yeah. worked better. But like, well, and so that's actually sorry, Chris. You were gonna say something. Oh, uh, what I would say too is uh, the thing is with the sort of the quick like whatever death you figure because this was I was saying this to Caitlin earlier like this is the what late eighties. You know, the internet isn't as ubiquitous. Most of the audience wouldn't have known this was coming. Mm. You know, most folks wouldn't have known, oh, you know, like nowadays we would have read months ago, uh, you know, Crosby not renewing contract. So it's like, all right, we know she's leaving. We don't know how she's going to leave. But then when she bites it, oh, she's actually dead. But I mean, this is Star Trek. You know, people probably don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some sort of, she'll be alive by the end. Oh, fuck, she's dead. So, like, it really wouldn't have been able to sink in for the audience probably until the, like, memorial scene. And the credits roll, they're like, oh, no, she, shit, she's dead. Like, we lose that now knowing she's really dead then. Mm-hmm. But back then, again, especially Star Trek, it's a named character. She's in the, yeah, cat, she's in the credits at the top of the show. Yeah, like, I'm, you know, there were a bunch of fake-out deaths in the original series that were undone by the end of episodes. Mm-hmm. They killed Spock and brought him back next movie, like... They killed Doc and he became a plant creature. Yeah, so, like, that, there's that extra... They probably, People would have spent most of the episode going, like, all right, how's this gonna be... Oh, fuck, it's not being undone. Yeah, but there's a way in which it's, like, so... It's so utterly pointless, mm. like, that I think that it... I see the point about... I see the point about, like, oh, you know, like, we're portraying... We're portraying, like, a real ship, and there are security people, and they have dangerous jobs, and they die. Except, of course, that's not how the show works. You mm. know, like, except when this actress wants to get out of her contract. So it, so it feels jarring, right? I guess it's, like, it feels like it's coming from a different... I can see these aesthetic arguments for, like, oh, it can be effective to, you know, kill somebody without... Yeah. But that's not what the, the genre of the show has typically been. Mm. Um, like, in, if you watch Game of Thrones, you expect that, and that's part of what draws you to it. And, like, that's not generally what people expect from Star Trek. And it, so it feels like sort of using Yar as an instrument of the story that way, like, it, to me it feels sort of, I guess, like, disrespectful of the character... Which is sort of unfortunate since it is the sort of, like, first action-oriented female character who was ever on the show. That is sort of like, yeah, like, we would never do this to Picard or Data, of course. But, yeah, our, our action lady is kind of disposable. So, like, she yeah. just gets gets offed arbitrarily. And, like, I, I, I do, I see the point about, like, I see Roddenberry's point. But, like, it's, but it is fiction. Like, the show is not generally written as this, like, really hard simulation of, like, how a starship would operate. Yeah. The other point I want to make is that, like, the, the it then actually I think it's it's sort of the to me it's sort of the opposite effect of what you brought up Jake of like oh it really raises the stakes because you're like oh she's dead wow everything's on the table and then he steals Jordy's glasses and says, <laughs> 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 nerd can't get your glasses yeah. like and that's the rest of the episode is he's schoolboy prince <laughs> uh, speaking of Jordy yeah did anyone notice that Jordy dropped his phaser. Into, yes, into, into Armos when Riker got eaten. No. And then later had his phaser back. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Man. So basically, that prop person who forced Gates McFadden to like fling her stuff to yeah. him first was super pissed at LeVar Burton. Yes. Yeah. LeVar, where's your phaser? 
Uh, is it in the goo? <laughs> no, it's in the goo, isn't it, Lavar? <laughs> Maybe. Also, there was a really nice Lavar Burton moment because they bring him down, and nothing ever comes of this, which is another whatever, like bad writing. But he specifically is like, "I'll go down on the away team oh, the yeah, second yeah. time to look with maybe my I'll visor. See something, yeah. and nothing ever happens. No, but true. he does when he comes down. He has this adorable business where he's like, yeah, he leans forward like, hmm, oh, what's that? Hmm. <laughs> 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 Actually, Lavar Burton is so cute. You can see. Rainbows on the slick. That's what. Mm. That's what he's doing. Really different. That feels mm. like in line with what we've seen. That his site sort of looks like. I was. I was shocked. Can I just say shocked that they did not have him attach his whatever visor sensor thing from Heart of Glory. I was sure we were going to see that all the time after that episode. <laughs> there in this episode, the cold open was a little odd because mm. they, had, they did this thing where oh the. The warp drive is down for maintenance. <laughs> and then there's like, they make a big deal about, yeah. whoa, well, yeah, yeah, we, we met- cannot do a cold start, Captain. <laughs> we'll blow the engine out. We met yeah. a new pissy engineer in our uh, Lieutenant Commander, what? Leland Lynch. Now, Leland, Leland, uh, Leland T. Lynch. <laughs> he <laughs> said it call, every time. Every time he calls the bridge, Leland T. Lynch here, Captain. That's <laughs> really good. The fuck? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so and then like they go through this whole yeah. silly thing of like putting the crystal in the chamber and putting the, the computer's like that is table. not advised. Fuck you, computer! Fuck you! Yeah, and, like, so rationally so angry like, at the computer. Like, it's such a cl- like. There's just so clearly need a principal character as the chief engineer. Yeah, yeah. like that's the Leland T. Lynch gets so much drama in this episode. Like. Come on, Leland, you can do it. Like, why? But, like, it's so silly because it happens, right? This whole thing happens, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit, Lynch, fuck. And then... No, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His like, hand alignment was fine. The ship can hit warp eight, fine. Yeah. All that Captain bullshit... I said, minimal warp! <laughs> All listening. that bullshit could have just been solved by... <laughs> they were already at maximum warp, but they just couldn't get there in time. Yeah, there's no reason to have that whole thing, I don't think. I guess no. They had the fucking jello mold for the yeah. crystal thing. Guys, they really wanted to show it. The other option was more of Troy quasi-talking Viagra 2 to death. What's his name? Vargas? Armus. What is it? That's it. The planet is Vagra. The being is Armus. Thank you, Armus. So, am I the only one that actually kind of liked this one? I liked parts of it. There were, and the thing is, like... As a, as a whole, it felt kind of like a letdown, like, cool, Yar's dead. Nothing else really happened here. <laughs> yeah, this is that's a hard pass. Troy me. was fine. See, Ry- that's Riker, I... was, Riker covered in goo was fun. <laughs> all, I, all I could think was uh, when they first get to Venkman after he's been slimed in the oh, first yeah. Ghostbusters. I just wanted Riker to go, I feel funky. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, you referenced Shirley Temple last week. Where's my Ooh. Ghostbusters nod? Yeah. She's a good ship. <laughs> but no, see, so I, I guess I, I, was, I was okay with this one. I didn't mind it. Uh, I sort of liked that the villain was just something that couldn't be dealt with in a rational adult way. So Picard just kind of had to, like, angry dad at it until it fucked up. And he's like, peace! Yeah. It was the embodiment of evil, though. 
But which so was which was kind of dumb. Well, the embodiment of <laughs> real minor evil. The embodiment yeah. of <laughs> the of, embodiment of evil is stealing a blind man's glasses. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so it was pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's to me. He's just like he's too to sell it with like, oh, he's the embodiment of evil, the skin of evil, and he killed a beloved, not beloved character. He killed Tashiar. He killed beloved, the, by, some. beloved by like a very young data <laughs> and by data. <laughs> Killed a um, character. And then, like, oh, oh, I will take your glasses. And, like, Picard's like, you should let my crew go. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like he was such a such a little space, like, angry space baby. Well, here's the thing, though. It's so it is weird. Picard's greatest fear is mm. children. <laughs> and right. he just overcame one of the biggest children <laughs> in the universe. Will Riker? <laughs> I, I feel like... I didn't I didn't dislike this episode that much. I mean, I didn't think it was great, but I I'm there's worse episodes. Yeah. Um yeah. but and I will say this, I'll just say this about both episodes this week is that in either case I feel as though they both read like original series scripts uh-huh. and that like cuz I could you can like do this right now in your mind Swap out this episode. Swap out the actors with the original series cast. Yep. In this episode, and it still works. Yeah, and, I agree and it makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, and especially like the Crusher, like do it again, hit it again. Yeah. It felt very oh, like, very damn important. it, Jim, she yeah. shouldn't have gone this way. It, she was a fighter. It feels like, like a leftover feels script very from the original series that they're like, oh shit, with this one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, scared I, of evil. All right, well, I guess we'll film this. I actually had I had a similar thought about both of them, actually. The only thing is I think they they did have to, you know, they would have had to have rewritten the ending. Because the way it, the only difference is the way it would have worked in the 60s was they would have found a way to actually be able to kill... What right. the fuck is this slick's name? Armis. Armis. So I was going to call him Melvar. Armis Brooks. Like, that's the one difference. There wouldn't have been the, like... You left a probe to like keep them away. Oh yeah, the whole like speech. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I think Kirk would have done the same. I can see Kirk doing exactly what Picard did because it's like talking a computer to death. Yeah, true. So Except maybe a, this statement is false. <laughs> the, the, um, at the very least, he would have had to have had some fisticuffs with Armis, yeah. whose special effects. Would not have like the weird. It would little... have literally been a trash bag yeah. on a couple of with like, maybe coat some gelatin on it. Yeah, the, like aside from that opening, I don't even think it was CG. I think it was hand drawn <laughs> movement for the yeah, slick. Animated. A lot of the effects for Armus were pretty. Cool. Yes, they looked good. Um, that's what that's but what in the original series, it would have looked absolutely putrid. Apparently, Except for the swallowed Riker face. I didn't feel like that looked no, like Riker at all. That was a bad cast of his face. Yeah. Apparently, the the costume of the oil slicked thing whenever he went into the liquid shit it would start dissolving the seams oh no well and yeah so i read a thing with i read an interview with denise crosby about the episode and she was saying too that they didn't have an air supply for when they went down no nope, you have to hold your breath so they would just be like, okay we're lowering you lowering you down hold your breath and really hope we get you back up in time like shit. yeah it's pretty ridiculous so she was yeah she was they were asking her about like is it emotional, like, your last day on the shit set? And she was like, it was just really unpleasant. Like, it there was, was a lot of stuff <laughs> They actually did throw Jonathan Frakes in there. It was, like, printer ink dye and, like, yeah. some kind of oozy shit. Oh, God, you must have to have, like, showered for a month to get yeah. it off. Yeah, not good stuff. Not good stuff. Have you guys talked about, like, just the fact that you wanted off the show? Like, maybe we should acknowledge that. We talked a little last week, but we can revisit. I don't know what Yeah, because that's, yeah, it wasn't that she wasn't killed off 
necessarily for any story reason. It was really yeah. that the yeah. actress just didn't want to do the show. She wanted to pursue a film career. Is that am well, I, I remembering think, that right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that she basically thought that the the part was stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her character wasn't getting anything good to do. Which, well, to we be talked, fair, after, no. after Code of Honor, like, yeah. oh, nothing left. Yeah. We talked about last week a little bit about how, I, I maybe, I mean, I just think this myself, but that Yar and Worf are kind of redundant in, this, in the cast at this point, mm. and that that could be a problem, because anything that you would have your chief of security do, you'd just end up having Worf do it. Man. And, you know, it's like, going, going back to your point, Dee, it was like, they... They had this warrior woman character, but they're like, oh, well, we better make sure there's a man around to take care of things when she can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe make when she's on the rag. So he's a real badass. Mm. Well, it's like, and you did say this last week, part of the problem isn't just that, but also just, you've got a Klingon on the bridge. It's, you know, 1987-88 in the first season. So we haven't seen... Yet, you know, Star Trek VI hasn't come out. So all of a sudden, all we know as viewers is, oh, okay, so at some point in the gap, they become friends. Great. But like you, what you said last week, Jake, was like, the whole time you're sitting there, it's just like, but what about the Klingon? There's a Klingon. Do stuff with the Klingon. What are the, 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 you know, having the Klingon on the bridge was just too much of a sort of a temptation for the audience mm-hmm. that also helped distract from Yar, I think, as you put it. Yeah. I think she's, like, I honestly think that Denise Crosby is pretty good. Yeah. Like, I was always kind of like, oh, you seem like a straight-up lady. You just, like, yeah, tells the captain things every once in a while. They <laughs> just kind of your thing. Kind of fucked up the writing, which is yeah. true for, again, much of this season yeah. is fucked up the writing. I don't know. I think I think as an actress, I think she needed some work. But then, then again... So does a lot of this. I was going to say, most of the cast on this show could probably use an acting class or two. <laughs> yeah. well, she's really, I think she's really good when she... Because she comes back in a movie. Yeah, that's true. That is, that's true. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it's just a combination of the writing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She probably grew up during that time too. Like they all did. I mean, they all, yeah, all the acting gets stronger. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Grew grew a Riker beard. That was the trick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the end bit, we addressed that a little. Yeah. The the rainbow bridge scene. (laughs) (laughs) Crossing over the rainbow bridge. My note was, oh, they set the holodeck to default Windows desktop. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. good. Picard goes out and says, oh, this is one of the saddest things I have to do. And my thought was, the only thing sadder was promoting Wesley to the bridge. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's just like... I actually thought, I gave them credit. I thought the actors worked really hard in this scene. They did. The yeah. writing is just really... Marina Sirtis was legit crying the yeah. whole time, too. I, yeah. I just kind of hope, you know, that whatever, you know, hologram she'd recorded would have been smart enough to know if maybe other people hadn't made it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> like that, that, too. That could have been really awkward. I bet. I and bet. Wharf, there's just a pile of bones that they made. No, right, and Deanna's just like... <laughs> I bet it's a program, and they just plug in who is going yeah. to attend the thing. Who is alive. Still alive. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we don't have one for Wesley. Wesley, you can't attend. Go away. <laughs> no, they just they just simulate one based on, like, her oh, yeah. Wesley, responses. you're a boy. Well done. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Like, clearly, I'm getting old, even though I'm not that old. Because even though it was, like, such overdramatic maudlin bullshit, by the end, I was very slightly, like, oh. yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? This shouldn't be affecting me. No, I would have was. It was Patrick Stewart's tears. Because mm. he was really welling up, and I was yeah. like, ooh. Mm. Yeah. That is some good acting. And Sir I'm Patrick cries, I cry. <laughs> Period. And there was, yeah, I don't know, like, what could have been a really, like, 
another sort of like when when it was like oh god picard and data are gonna do like a human emotion thing this is gonna fuck up the mood and it was like no no that one was actually written it was actually right. that's a nice exchange fuck. it was nice yeah. i like it too data loves tasha yeah i don't know yeah i wish there had been some more acknowledgement of her special relationship with data mm. because even if it wasn't a big deal to her because you know, you're saying in a, in a, in a public memorial. No, well, I don't know. I mean, Data. I feel bad for Data in this situation because, like, he's really left with this feeling of my girlfriend died. I think for the rest of his life, basically, mm. and it comes up a lot for really? him. Really? Yeah, kinda. Mm. Oh wow, that. that's interesting. I mean, I, I say a lot. It comes up a couple more times during that, the That's not bad for this, though. Like, compared yeah. to the original series that had very little, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if by season three, you know, they'd completely forgotten that, you know, Doc had had Nancy. Yeah. So that's impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does come up again. And, I don't know, I feel like the Data, having the final lingering shot be on Data standing there at the yeah. grave, grave, I Holodeck. <laughs> Holodeck. Can we also talk about... So, do you think it, the person that designed the Holodeck Memorial Windows 95 desktop program... Like, I'm sure it's just like a generic program and you load up whatever message it is from yeah. whoever died. Do you think they're like... They designed it and then somebody like was testing it and I was like, you know what? For the dead person, let's turn the opacity down <laughs> about 50%. Oh. So because it's weird if they're fully opaque, even though this is a holodeck and we can totally do that. But let's make them look a little bit like a ghost because that would be really cool. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is an interesting thing though because like that, that is a legit thing that like death, death stuff is often can be really tacky. Mm. And like those, con- like you do have those conversations like, I mean, you can... You could go for the cheaper coffin, but, um, <clears throat> like, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I do, like, there are, now there are, like, there are, like, holograms on, on grave sites and stuff like that. Wait, really? What? I, I think real? so. I don't mean, like... You, yeah, 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 see, you can get, like, plates that are, like, yeah. sort of a 3D image of the person's face, kind of like a lenticular yeah. thing, Which, almost. Which, to me, is, like, a, like isn't what I would want on my memorial. <laughs> so, like, you know, I think it's fair that, like, to think about, it's sort of fair science fiction territory to be, like... Picture somebody being like, oh, is it is it weird if they're just there on the holodeck? I think it's weird. Fifty percent, fifty percent opacity. That's the for fix. my memorial. Could you get one of those like crazy arm sock things <laughs> with like paste my face on it? <laughs> oh, I think gosh. that would be good for my funeral. Does I, a decomposing corpse give off radiation at all? What? I think small uh, amounts. I don't think dangerous. Why? Though. Yeah, why? <laughs> Here's what you could do. Here could be a cool oh, graveside oh thing. God, wait, wait. So did excited. you guys tell me that thing about we sometimes you ignore what Jake says? No, this is actually a cool idea. If, if, if there's any kind of emanations from a decomposing corpse, yeah. radiation, whatever, you put something in a Geiger counter that will detect that emanation, and then you run, run a cord up to the gravestone where you have like a display, ah. a screen that like does like a readout of the emanations. And then, then like people can visit the grave and they're like, oh look, he's rotting. <laughs> it sounded more Yeah. <laughs> it sounded better in my head. It sounded like, like I don't know, it's like a connection to the dead person. Uh, yeah, but it's mostly just a rate of rot meter. <laughs> Yeah. Rot- oh, Rot- look, it's, it's, like he's Rot- rotted Rot- to Mary. nothing. That was his uh, ha- Halloween episode name. Gene Rotten Rot- 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 <laughs> Nice. Nice. Oh, dear. I've seen, I have seen pictures of 
gravestones with video screens on them, I think. It's probably cheaper than marble. Mm. Granite or whatever the fuck they make them out of. Yeah, but in 10 years, the video format's out of date. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, that is really low definition. Well, can't support... Yeah, the, 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 the codex break, right? Yeah, the, your tombstone has committed the grave operation, and when we shut down, <laughs> yeah, my, 404. Your grave is found. just the blue screen of death the whole time. Ooh, Ooh that's final, that's kind of meta. I like final it. Memorial. I, that would actually be a cool get the get the text for the blue screen of death engraved onto your. Tombstone. If that is not Bill Gates' headstone, I am <laughs> going to be livid. <laughs> nice. Yikes. So we, we we wound up slightly maudlin. Any further thoughts on this before we shift over to um, we'll always have pie? I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, what? Holy no. shit! Because <laughs> you said it had gotten maudlin. Um, uh, oh. The okay. uh, I, I don't know the the I give I this is definitely the best Troy episode we've had so far. Yeah. Absolutely, she's yeah. like totally yeah. useful for once. Yeah, she actually participates in a meaningful way. Yep. Did um, Wesley have any lines, or was he just... Yeah, there? yeah, he had a couple about the energy level. He said okay. something to Worf, yeah. Good, good for him. This was the best Wesley episode mm. so far. Definitely yeah. true. The skin of evil is stupid. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what's that line? Is it from... Not Star Wars. This is why evil will always win, because good is dumb. Oh, uh, that's Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah. Evil it's will kind always of the triumph, in because this case. good is dumb. Like, mm. Picard, could, that could have been his closing line. <laughs> <laughs> good will always oh. triumph, because evil is dumb. Speaking of a good Star Wars connection here... Ooh. No! Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say, you know, the little bit of Riker's face in the goo was a little Han Solo. Mm. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking no more but of yes, the no. No! no! Yeah. At that point, I turned to Chris and went, <laughs> over and over again. It felt yeah. like a Klingon funeral. Mm. <laughs> true. Pretty well, Tasha Yar. Tasha. A warrior is approaching the afterlife. See, that's... <laughs> like, actually, it would have been nice if they'd somehow worked that in for Morph, but more subtly, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he'd be weird to do a Klingon thing for a non-Klingon, even true. if it's Tasha. Although she did sort of acknowledge it in that she said she faced death with her eyes open. We're That's both, true. We're both warriors. How did she know? I how did she know? How did she know how she would die? Like, if you if you stop, maybe that's another setting you have to have in the memorial yeah. thing. It's no. like, I bet I died in battle instead of, you know, from food poisoning. Food po- I was going to say mean, food poisoning, yeah. She could always have, like, like had a stepladder in her, like, room and slipped or something, but I think she was just playing the odds. She was like, okay, like, I'm a security officer on a starship. Or it's like that old Saturday Night Live sketch. Where, I was um, thinking of that when we were talking about this earlier, about, like, what, does she record this every oh, week? Oh, that thing, yeah. Where, where Dana Carvey plays, I think he's playing Tom Brokaw. Oh, recording all the... Yeah, he wants to go on vacation, so they just want to have, if anything really major happens, it'll be a recording of Brokaw, not his fill-in. So it's like, he's recording all possible presidential deaths, uh. and by the time, you know, in the time of the sketch, he's, he's on to Gerald Ford. And it's just... Gerald Ford dead today at the age of whatever he was back when the sketch was done. And the causes of death just got more and more ludicrous. Then one was like, you know, if Gerald Ford has died, but the United States has been taken over by Zimbabwe, so it's (laughs) in whatever the language of that region is. So maybe it's like that. She had all sorts of versions. Like, hello everyone, if you're watching this, I died in a drinking contest with Worf. I died fucked to death by Data. Oh my. Shouldn't we all? I died like I lived. I am a little disappointed that they did that she did not get the traditional 
yeah. Torpedo, torpedo to Viking funeral. They, yeah. they they didn't have that set. They'd blown that money on that sensor room set from uh, you know. One the children show. No, the the, where Picard becomes an energy thing for five minutes and then says never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, that episode that would have been good. That would have been yes connection with the legacy of the the series. I mean, presumably that's what they did actually do more publicly, but this was the like private just for my friends wake sort of thing. Mm. But yes, I thought that too. Like, oh, I wanted the I wanted the torpedo tube. I'll say that as we're transitioning into, we'll always have Paris the big room with the time function machine majig looked really fucking good so maybe that's where all the budget went or that or that will you remember me I gotta give you credit for not going with the obvious uh, breakfast club song there oh don't you forget about me I'll be along Dancing, you know it, baby. I think Jake knows every song. Yep, every song. All of them. Well, now for We'll Always Have Paris, you'll have to do the uh, you you know, the French National Anthem. Or that. <laughs> I, I had not realized. I looked it up. I didn't realize that film is actually the origin of We'll Always Have Paris. What film, Chris? Casablanca. There you go. Yeah, We'll Always Have Paris. It's been 22 years, three months, and odd number of days. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard. Seriously, giving a bit of a... I didn't even think of that. No, I didn't either. That's I'm, I'm it was embarrassed. A, it's, a, it's an original series episode. See, yeah. I was thinking original series because... An I was, odd number of days. I was getting vague, like, Lazarus vibes off of Mannheim. Mm. Yeah. Yes! Uh. Me too! His beard was infinitely Because better. he's like... I'm stuck in another dimension. I'm halfway between. I also thought of Lazarus. I'm so excited. Go on. I will say of this episode, the best I can say about this one is it was inoffensive but boring. Lies. I like this one. I, I like really this one a lot too. Yeah. Oh, this one barely held my attention. I think I think the, my problem with it is the romance subplot did not wasn't was unnecessary yeah that could have been dropped entirely so we could have talked more about the really interesting but barely explained time shit yeah yeah the time shit was what i think i really really liked because that's some lovecraftian nonsense that i really like and also it meant meant three datas in a room (laughs) that annoyed me (laughs) i wanted an explanation me too as to why middle data was the right why middle data used a contraction and said it's me Damn it, Data, you keep breaking your own damn rules. He lied. We're in the darkest timeline. Yeah. Um, it was actually lore everything. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I really enjoyed all, all of the romance stuff, and that's what I liked really? about this episode, because it's like, it's all, it's just Patrick Stewart, like, doing his, getting to do his best, like, like hard-boiled detective thing. Mm. That's true. But it's all, but it's actually, like, so it's, it's totally, of course, it's totally Casablanca. I wrote down somewhere in my notes, like, this is so, like... Victor, Ilsa, Rick, you know? Yeah. A little like, bit. Um, I've never seen, so I don't know. Oh, dude, it's so good. You it's, I mean, it's, it's basically the plot. I'll add it to my list. It is very good, um, and you should see it. But it is essentially the plot of this episode, except like... But the, I liked this episode. Mm-hmm. There you Maybe go. I'll watch this time. There's without, no time. Without, without time travel, yeah. It's just like a love triangle. How many datas like, are in Casablanca? There are five datas. Yes, we'll watch this. In Casablanca. But they're all played by Peter Lorre. Do you think Mrs. Mannheim there... Janice. 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 Janice Manhattan. Do you think she was Paris dreaming on such a winter day? Oh. <laughs> you lost me for a second there. I was trying to figure out how, ca- how I California could... California dreaming, Jake. 
I know. I was trying to fit into Paris dreaming. Jake doesn't know any songs with the word Paris. Jake no. knows no songs. I know. The reason it's that because it's the it's the woman from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, it is. Yes, it it's was. Not, not, it's not Mama Cass. Michelle the Phillips. other woman, it's Michelle not Phillips. Mama Cass. I, okay. The other woman from the Mamas and the Papas. I thought you had just really finally broken completely. Yeah. Thank you for that explanation. The, the Mamas and the Papas. I think show. I think she was really good, and I feel yeah, like yeah. what I I mean I liked this episode a lot because it was just a lot of scenes of Patrick Stewart like acting with like her who could like, actually act and having like real emotional scenes with her. It's quite funny. Some of the reception that I got on this uh, episode was that people didn't think they had chemistry and I actually Mm. really liked their scene together where it's like, no, no, don't tell me the truth, Picard. Lie, lie, tell me why you didn't show up at at the restaurant. He's like, oh yeah, I was was running late and it was raining. It was Tuesday and thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also sort of like... I couldn't tell if I was British or French. (laughs) (laughs) There was a weird way in which like it felt like a utopian love triangle to me because... They're all, like, kind of really grown up about it. Like, yeah. Picard, like, is super... He's like, oh, it's good to see you again, Mrs. Manheim. And she's the whole time is like, it's good to see you, Picard. But, Dr. Like, Manheim's but like, There's not, like, Picard. a real thing. Yeah, and he does do that. But then, like, he's also... There's that moment where he's just like, like, if anything happens to me, take, take care, care of, of my her. wife, yeah. And yeah, Picard's just kind of like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. Although... But, like, totally, I'll take care... You, you know. want me to murder your wife if you die? <laughs> 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 but it felt like it felt like even though there's this interpersonal drama, they were all. And I guess it's also that it's it's interesting maybe to see a love triangle played out between older people, which yeah. like you wouldn't usually see. That's it true. felt like a much more mature take on that kind of that usual. That's true. Trope. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't like yeah, nobody was angry at anybody about things. Yeah, like Mannheim was like, all right, yep. They're old he, flame. Well, he's in love with time, so <laughs> that's his trouble. Time is his mistress. The, there was the bit, the one bit though, where he was like, "This is Cap, the captain yes. of the Enterprise." Oh, right. is that what happened? Yeah, because yeah. I was kind of like. Because he normally just introduces himself. Yeah, well, because I noticed the the skip, and I was like, "Well, why did that just happen?" Time. There's also that. I think it's when that happens. There's this really cute like Data's like, "Oh," like gets his quizzical look. And I Jordy's, think it was. Jordy's yeah. like, "No, don't." Like, don't mm. ask. Don't yeah. ask, buddy. <laughs> That's not how we roll. <laughs> Jordy is teaching Data the bro code. Yeah. After having taught him to paint. Yes. You'd think being an android, he would already know the bro code. It's part of his code. I have two, like, production kind of questions about this episode. One is, what did we think of the, like, that crazy Paris backdrop? Yeah, with like the like the tunnel going under yeah. well, wait, the Eiffel Tower. So I was like, trying to remember though, is that something we see Oh, maybe that was six, which comes later, so this would have established it. Because I swear there's at least one other point in Star Trek where they show that some sort of like train tunnel goes under the Eiffel I Tower. I assumed it was an oil pipeline. It was Armis! Yeah. <laughs> Armis. That's the, the trans the trans Franco pipeline. <laughs> I don't think that the French people would tolerate. Well, that's why these were French. Like the French culture is pretty much dead to begin with, though. I mean, and and let's be real. If the French culture died with the with the Wanks Accord. That that guy was playing. And to be fair, that was <laughs> deserved to go. That was also like twenty years ago. That wasn't like the distant past. Like he was like recreate Paris twenty years ago. Yeah. So if French culture died, then like well, they, all those people are dead. Now. Well, they no. They explained it earlier episode uh, like uh, that like Fr- oh French is a dead language. Mm, mm. So and I don't know, but either Yet, 
Picard says au revoir to Tasha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of childish things, no goodbyes, please. Au revoir. <laughs> I got around it. I got it. Found the loophole. Um, no, I do give We'll Always Have Paris a lot of extra credit because I read that the script was written in five days due to a writer's strike. Oh, wow. And oh, was actually yeah. handed off incomplete and they had to write the end. They had to stop production and write the ending. Just like Casablanca. Yeah, it's just like Casablanca. Did that happen? That would happen. It's, it wasn't a writer's strike, but there was. Um, like they were they, they they did not yeah have the ending written until basically they filmed it. Yeah, oh, and I think that they like I think I might I might be wrong, but I think they sort of assumed it was going to. It's not spoil it for Ames, but like, <laughs> go the other way. Spoiler alert for an eighty-year-old movie. But yeah, they thought that they thought that the ending would be different than what it was. They thought they would add even more data. Well, I know, like <laughs> they, were, they, they were going for twenty data. So they were in the original it. ending of Casablanca, <laughs> orgy of yards and datas. <laughs> they do not get the antimatter into the floor <laughs> at the right time, <laughs> I, thereby assuring Nazi victory. I, I think Ingrid Bergman though did say it kind of actually really helped. Her performance, not knowing the ending until she got to it, yeah, yeah, like because oh, it, it really she got to be genuinely torn because yeah. she didn't know what she was building right. towards. My other sort of production question about this was like, what what do we think about the? We get to see a lot of civilian fashion. Like, what do we think of the fashion Ooh. in this? The the young lady in the cafe. Oh, that was a Roddenberry. Pink that was a Roddenberry with like the yeah. the bra and then like. This part, I, what's that like, torso? General torso? No, area? no, because she had midriff and she had like most of boob. It was like a, it was like a, what's what? like it was just like asymmetrical, right? Like it cut down over her. It over was her revealing. It was very revealing. It was very. Revealing. It, it was revealing, but not flattering. The short, yes, yeah. the short version that. for me as the self-appointed uh, clothing aesthetics pedant of this show, mm. as all civilian clothing. In Star Trek. Except McCoy's. Except McCoy's. It is hot garbage. <laughs> From TNG on, they do not know how to do civilian goddamn clothing yeah. in Star Trek. It is all wretched. Because it's all mostly from the 90s. Mm. And the 90s were a terrible decade for clothes. Yeah. Well, Janice's... Uh, pajamas? <laughs> tie-dye clown pajamas. <laughs> with the needless cut down yeah. each side. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, you can see a little side boob. So, I bet that was Roddenberry. It's a throwback to TOS. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this isn't... The, we did see tie-dye before. When, what other episode did people have, like, tie-dye pajamas? <laughs> what did, I was trying I to... She reminded know, me a lot... Planet. She reminded me of Sylvia there from was, Cat's Paw in her episode. clown costume. Oh, yeah, I heard of the clown costume. The fucking clown costume. Oh, I will say, though, speaking of clothing, I appreciate that they were way subtler in the let's future up athletic gear than they were when they did future ski clothes in that one episode. It's like, they added some sparkly to it, but otherwise it was just a fencing outfit. Right, right. You know, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know what sport Wesley was playing. I just felt like with this one, like... And maybe it's the whole writer strike thing, but it's like, I feel like I would have wanted one episode that focused on each of these plots instead of trying to have them both together because it felt like neither was explored that to the depth it could have been. That happens mm. a lot. That's why Skin of Evil actually did a fairly good job keeping focus. True. But I think that's a thing that many episodes, I think next week we're going to have an even bigger problem with that. Oh, good. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yay! Uh, is is finding what, what your plot is. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. do know that the writers, uh, that who are two women, uh, they wanted Picard mm. and Janice to bang in a scene off stage. 
uh, off camera. Uh, but a lot of the men specifically vetoed it, including Patrick Stewart. Interesting. They were like, well, nope, nope. So I, I can see why S- Stewart, I can see why they wanted that to happen. I don't, I don't think Picard would do that. Oh yeah, okay, to clarify, yeah, very so yeah, they wanted them to bang like in the present, not to have banged 20 years ago. Because I assume they fought 20 odd years ago. Oh yeah, in the present, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that I can't see him like, doing whilst, that. Like whilst hubby is going through his time loops. Yeah. yeah, no, that would not have been like, that would not have made sense for the character. There's something I appreciate about wanting, like, wanting to inject like that more passionate romance into the story, but like, but yeah, it doesn't seem fitting for Picard. Yeah, no, especially not with, not with, not with Mannheim being, you know, in the hospital, yeah, in probably a, dying yeah. in a situation where wait for him to have died. Yeah, well, that's like that, sure. And that's the thing for Janice. I would believe it, not because of anything about her, just because her husband is like dying and it's a high stress time, and you're right. well. He's to, clearly like, not been paying a lot of attention to her for the past. No, I don't God even mean that. I don't. I, I'm not even. In, either, so. I'm not even including that as part of it, though. I just mean like I think it's a. I think that it's a, an emotionally. Yeah. Tense time. I could see Riker doing it. It's interesting though yeah, because well, like duh, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because there is a future episode which is a very similar kind of plot. There's a genius scientist with mm. a, an emotionally neglected spouse mm. and Riker beams over there may or may not have had not a liaison but like flirtiness with the wife. Then the something bad happens mm. and Riker gets to the husband and Riker gets blamed for it and has to defend himself. Hmm. And, yeah. But it's basically so, yeah. So Riker Interesting. totally would. Yeah. No, I totally see Riker doing it. It is, I mean, I guess we don't really, it may, this is maybe like the place where it could use the most fleshing out. We don't really know the truth of that conflict between Janice and her and Mr. Paul? Dr. Mint and Paul because we definitely get the idea like she's been lonely but she also sort of... I mean, she that's has kind to go of, in a room just to go by herself. I, I believe that there's a shelter she goes into. But, like, but like the kind of the whole point of her interaction with Picard is Picard is like, I thought, and he admittedly is like, I was an idiot, and I thought I had to choose between marrying you and sort of have yeah. an adventure. And then the whole point at the end is she's like, no, I wanted to come to the ass end of the universe and, like, be here for crazy time experiments. Yeah. Like, dude, you missed out, buddy. Wah, wah. I, I hope the room she was in to protect herself with was uh, had a door better than fluorescent tube. <laughs> 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 uh, fluorescent tube door. Oh, yeah. that's a tough one there. That's what makes it safe. It's the uh, it's the fluorescence. That's right. <laughs> if you break the glass, you're not supposed to breathe that. That's true. You can't walk over it either because there's glass everywhere. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect security system. We were talking about uh, Troy in Skin of Evil. I was thinking being this more too. Powerful. Yep. Troy is really bad in this. She's so bad in this. She's so <laughs> she bad. Oh yeah. Up to people and being like, I think that there are some issues. Should we? Should maybe you should she, she deal tells, with them. She tells Picard, "Oh, I don't want to interview with interfere with your personal issues, even though it's literally my job to talk about your personal issues because yeah. I'm the ship's counselor." Uh, but maybe. See what I got. I got a feel for her though, because she goes up to Picard at the beginning, like, "Oh, sir, I'd like to talk to you in private." I was like, "No, no, it's fine. All right. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Here's how big your boner you is private. right now." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, um, never mind. I don't want to talk about this. Bye. I'm gonna go play well, like, video games well, instead." And, and her like, or what she says is so unhelpful. I think I wrote it down actually. She says something like, "Maybe you um, should play in the holodeck." <laughs> um, she says like, "Maybe you should take some time to." 
put your problem in perspective. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, good thought, Troy. Maybe he should put his problem in perspective. <laughs> like, <what is> <laughs> Yeah, he just, I, he I was, think that was really just code for maybe you should go have a wank on the holodeck. Yeah. Although, so, no, but then in contrast, the holodeck is, like, a great counselor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he literally, like, why, like I, I assume that you're meant to understand that this is happening. He goes in and he says, like, create the specific scenario in Paris. And he talks to the holodeck character and is like, oh, I'm thinking of the last time I was here and I, I waited... Someone was waiting for me, and I never came. And then immediately the holodeck, like, presents a young woman. He's yeah. like, he's not coming. And they get to have a conversation. I assume the ship is programmed to be like, mm, I, I think this is what you're going for here. Let me just try it on. Yeah. Goddamn computers <laughs> taking our jobs. The ship's yeah. like, have Should you we... thought about putting your problem into perspective? <laughs> 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 uh, should we right. put the organ no, think grinder of it in? The, the, the organ grinder leans in as he's playing. It's like, monsieur, maybe yeah. you have Organ grinder, <laughs> that's really good, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Perhaps your problem better. could benefit from some perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I am British. sorry that I get some on you. <laughs> passable French accents or really bad French accents? I'm I don't know enough about sure the French they were awful. The young lady had a real French accent. Did she? Yes. It was at least much better that's than That's what others. French sounds like? Yes. No, that was that's English. What Fre- that's what French people French sound accent. like when they speak English. Holy crap. But why would he leave this? <laughs> Are you saying this or these? These. These. <laughs> these. These breasts. Yeah, no, the waiter was more Belgian, I'd say. Hercules. That was the, that was like the murder of the or, the beginning of the murder on yeah. the Orient Express simulation. Man, it's yep, a shame. It's go. a shame Picard's hero wasn't Poirot instead yeah. of Dixon Hill because I would love to see them put that little mustache on Patrick Stewart. I, bet he I would like it too. Mm. So, oh, yeah, speak, go, speaking of Troy again, yep, yep. but again, like, this is another instance where she ha- her powers don't make sense episode to episode, because, again, she's basically mind-reading in this episode, too. What and, was she doing? Like, picking up on, like, details Vibes. of oh. Picard's feelings. And, and Crusher's. And Crusher's. Though well, I that's... suspect that Crusher may have, like, confided in her. Well, man, like, she just knows Crusher has a boner oh, for Picard man. and is just, like... You know, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to go like, so this is weird, huh? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that when they were dreaming up the Troy character, they thought it through very well. Yeah, and, no. Like, I think that's true. They're going to nerf her powers pretty soon, and it's going well, to be not gonna be like she's, Reinhardt. It's not going to be like she's a Vulcan and they just keep adding more shit on. Right. No, exactly. They'll, they're going to... They're, they're, like, remember she's she could just talk island. to did Riker we, in her brain? she can mind meld with the ship? Oh, <laughs> mind so, with anything. Speaking of Crusher, right? Was anyone else super creeped out when she started stroking the unconscious Manheim's hair? He likes pats. He's like a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is when he's like unconscious. Have you seen his beard? Don't you just want to touch it? When he's unconscious, she's scanning. He was like, oh, something about his, you know, rem- you know, it's a shame we couldn't talk. You know, you seem remarkable. And then oh, she's yeah, like yeah. stroking his hair. Oh, she has to stop quickly because I think that's when I Troy think comes was, in. She was thinking about Picard and stroking something else, maybe. Maybe, oh. but it was definitely just like, why is this happening? I'm afraid she's a bad doctor. I I really like. I know the, she's uh, bad. Nah, I, I did really that. like the like 
like her sort of quiet subplot because like mm. there's the love triangle which is the episode's about then there's the data love triangle and then there's the, three the, the, the perpetual data love triangle and then there's just this like like quiet like afterthought about crusher where it's just like i, I noticed that there's like the first time that janice like reacts to seeing picard crusher is you know like administering to Mannheim. it has this moment where she's just like hmm? like turns like <laughs> step oh, around I missed that. and it's like no, no, no. Okay, I'm busy. And then there's also, I love the scene where she walks in and she's like, Picard, and he's like, I forget what the situation is, but he was like, she's an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> and the like, pressure's like, I gathered that. Um, would you like an update on the patient? <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Jean-Luc. You really know how to handle a lady. <laughs> I'll be glad, though, when the Beverly Picard will they won't they thing just ends because mm. it's really it's said that it's unearned but it's will they unearned. or won't they yeah they won't, they won't. i won't really. care i will care if they do or don't Fair um, they'll always have paris yeah. they'll always have the bottom of that tunnel thing that they fell into on right. on war machine planet that's what they'll always have <laughs> there is actually or that time we played doctor there there is actually a second casablanca reference in the episode Mm-hmm. Um, that painfully drawn out bit at the end where they're trying to remember the name of that bar. And then, oh, it's, that was cute. it's the Blue Parrot. The Blue Parrot, right? That's and Sydney, you're buying. That's Sydney Green Street's cafe. Right, in the Casablanca. other the competing bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, that button was very much an original series. It was. Yeah, throwback. Too. yeah. Know, they, like, they, it would have ended with that, like, goofy music. Yeah, it did It did end with the goofy well, music. Well, I mean, the... Oh, yeah. yeah it ended yeah, with yeah. The, the PNG the version. The Finnegan music? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no. That's right, Mr. Spock. No, Finnegan music. you're by. You were talking about the... Welcome to the stars here, Tobias. Star Trek song podcast. That's true. We should do an album. I um, think we've threatened to have you two do an album before. Yeah, but that was just a poop in the butt album, I think. Well, yes, it was going to be all... Christmas carols, but just you two doing it. You doing... replace the words to every Christmas carol with poop in the butt. <laughs> what have you gotten yourself into, D? Uh, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I liked the sequence where the three characters encounter each of themselves. Yeah, I was going to say, lift. that I think is one of my favorite shot sequences so far the whole show is the, the turbo lift. Uh, yeah. It's encounter. genuinely like, like disturbing. Like There's a moment of like, whoa, what? Like, and they talk to each other. Yeah. yeah see like that? for a second you're like, oh, that's just the replay from earlier. But then they they, they both sides acknowledge each other. See that? Yeah, and that I talks liked. To himself. Because I was like, holy god. I was expecting it because that's normally what they do in these sorts of situations. And be like, they can't hear us, sir. This already happened. It's all like, no, hi, hi. God, do I really look like that in that and uniform? And then what happened to the guys in the in the turbo lift? Wait, wait. I just I actually just put something together because because okay, hear me out. So they go into the turbo lift. And they go up the turbo lift, and it opens, and then they see themselves from the past. And then the camera flips, and you follow the people who are outside the turbo lift. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens with the three datas at the end, where it's not the data who's the furthest ahead in time who's in the actual timeline. Mm. So it doesn't actually tell you anything, but it's kind of consistent. Right, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is why, yeah. But there are three datas. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't so know. So it's the second. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those time 
things where you just if you think too much about it it doesn't work but it's cool in the yeah. moment to, to quote Looper you just wind up there all day making diagrams with straws yeah. I liked Looper. Good movie. Yeah, I, 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 this one I thought was, you know... Like, to clarify, I didn't think this was by any stretch a bad one, but this was definitely, like, a middle-of-the-pack one for me, so I don't have mm-hmm. a ton of thoughts on it. I don't know. I, think, I thought the theory about time being what binds us to our current dimension, and if you can, like, somehow supersede time, if you can go to all dimensions, is super cool. Yeah. So there. That's fair. I didn't pick up on that. I got so confused by the gobbledygook about time that I was like, all right, whatever. Space. I uh, I liked all of the like very responsible flirting that took place. Except mm. Babs. That they just feel like if Picardi's gonna do any kind of flirting, it would be very responsible flirting. And I liked. I also liked the like the holodeck of being a really good like psychologist. I wish I had a holodeck that was a really good psychologist. Me too. I wish I had Deanna Troy to tell me <laughs> the obvious. To tell me, go your work your shit out. She also like she has another like just classic one later in the episode. It's when she walks in to talk to Beverly, and she's just kind of like it. Basically, is like, "Hello, audience. There is tension." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not here to check on the patient. Oh, I thought I was the empath. Yeah, no, you're right, not. Right. Though is the thing. You're not very good. Uh, I have to say, do you? <laughs> no. Doc Doc Crusher is it nice? Is it necessary? Really, is, it is not working as a character or a doctor or a doctor for that matter. Well, we don't get much more of her for this season. That's true, and we don't get much more of her for a season. So I think I think part you know I've always sort of blamed her ultimate departure from the show on like I mean, and I'm sure this has a factor that there was like serious issues with staff and possible sexual bullshit going on backstage. Really? That's, like, rumor. I don't want to, like... Not confirmed. Not yet. Unconfirmed, but, like, it's been... Not like like Janice Rand level worried. Yeah, no. They made it into her book. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the the official line is Gage McFadden just did not get along with Maurice Hurley or something like that. But anyway, honestly, like, she's not adding much to the show at this point. So I think... They take a year off from the character, and then when they come back, she gets a little better, maybe? Maybe. Because, I mean, at this point, you could have, I feel like, you could have had interchangeable CMOs, like you've had interchangeable chief engineers, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't have bothered me because of how little she has actually contributed. Like, really, it's like, oh, she's, she's... Mom, she's she's uh like I feel like that's the, Wesley's mom. I feel like that's the only reason they bothered having a consistent CMO was because she had to be there to be the elder crusher. Yeah, to keep Wesley in mind. I'd like I'd I'd like more out of that character. Well, and less out of Wesley. Hopefully, we'll get it in season three. Yeah, but it looks like you're ready to uh, jake us out. I was given the cards. Fired. So, uh, That's yeah. what I'm calling it from now on. Yeah. Jaking us you out. You don't have to, though. Jake can just take us out on his own. He's a take, big boy. Take him away, boys. <laughs> take uh, him away, toys. Okay, well, this has been A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you for listening. Next time, we will be talking about the final two episodes of uh, Star Trek TNG Season 1. Whoa. That is Conspiracy. Ooh. And... The Neutral Zone. Uh, you don't sound excited. That uh, are we gonna encounter some fucking more Romulans or some shit? I just don't care. I, I just don't care. Don't spoil what we're gonna find. I just don't care. <laughs> um, neutral Zone. 
Well, we will find out next time. Until then, <laughs> like and subscribe to our podcast on uh, SoundCloud and on SoundCloud. iTunes and Google Play Music Podcast. <laughs> and uh, get write us a rating, oh. one to five stars, preferably on the higher end of that spectrum. Uh, it's up to you. And then also write in a comment telling us what you really think. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook.com. Just do a search for the star to steer her by. Uh. A star to steer her by. Uh, a. Is it not you Facebook? say A, I say Ah. Uh. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Doesn't the A, Ah uh, thing actually depend on what type of letter the next word starts with? It does. Okay, great. I think so. Let's move on. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB podcast s s h b podcast plosive plosive what is happening anyway thank you very much d for joining us that was a real pleasure thank, thank you, for thank you d. Me. you should join us again soon uh it was wonderful Maybe next having week. you yeah you really should you're way better at this than we are oh. yeah <laughs> you're, you're like you're like you come with like topics for discussion like, what the hell all right, anyway, just come with um, songs. so I, of course, am Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Janice. We'll <laughs> always have Paris. Nice. Yay. We will always have Paris. And remember to tune your wank harp. <laughs> just sounds like a pipeline that goes through the Franco brothers. Uh, that sounded funnier in my head. Yeah, I'll cut that. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't think that. The, I don't think. That I'm the editor. You can't stop me.